the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. For America's climate goals, investing in clean energy adds up. But what doesn't add up is an additionality requirement for clean hydrogen. Additionality would put an unnecessary and inequitable burden on domestic clean hydrogen producers and have serious consequences for America. America needs clean hydrogen, but an additionality requirement just doesn't add up. Get the facts at cleanhydrogentoday.org. Paid for by the Fuel Cell and Hydrogen Energy Association. Good morning. It's November 4th. 2022, and this is five minute daily devotionals with religionless Christianity. This morning, we're moving on from the parable of the persistent widow to the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, Luke 18, verses 9 through 14. And they read He also told this parable to some who trusted themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So here, this parable were presented two men, and both provide valuable learning lessons for us. Today, let's just look at the Pharisee. You know, so often when we read the New Testament, we read about the Pharisees and other religious leaders of the day and think that they're basically the bad guys in the story. And while that is ultimately true in the sense that they got Christ crucified, I don't believe that's necessarily the proper way to view them. You know, the Pharisees, what we can guess, never really intended to become these rigid, sinful Messiah killers. The lifetime devotion to God and study of His Word, the attention paid to observing the law, was most likely birthed out of the right place. They loved God and wanted to serve Him, you know, we can assume. But spiritual pride is real, and it didn't disappear with the cross. We're just as liable to fall victim to the sin of spiritual pride and legalism as the Pharisees were. And we're liable to fall by the same mechanism. We love God. We love His law and desire to walk in righteousness. So, the only way to avoid this is to be aware of it, to be conscious,、uh, conscious of its creep into our life. So, prayer and study of God's word is certainly the place to start, but we also need to be reflective. You know, if you are overly judgmental, 
If you find forgiveness difficult, or a strong desire for others to notice you and notice your faith, you know, there's probably a lot of other things that we can recognize in ourselves. But these are good places to start in evaluating our own pharisaical nature. Right. Instead of thanking God that we are not who we once were, we instead can point to people who look like we once looked earlier on in sanctification. And I personally deal with this sometimes. Just because I have strong convictions about certain sins, and I avoid those sins now, hating that old way that I lived as a Christian, and being embarrassed and ashamed to even bring up how I blasphemed the name of God, I have to be careful I don't judge other Christians as not Christian. I instead have to praise God for being so patient with me then, and opening my eyes to how I was living and showing me his word and correcting me through it. I have to pray for those who may not be where I am pertaining to a certain sin, but maybe they are being sanctified in an area that is not as outwardly obvious to others. I have to be careful in how I view others and just pray for them that God would help them in that area, but that I would not think that I have arrived at some high level of spiritual maturity. And we have to compare ourselves to Christ. He says, follow me, be holy as I am holy. He doesn't say be holy as someone else is holy because that would be silly. I don't want others comparing their sanctification or or holiness to mine as a good example. I want them to look to Christ, to his word on what that is. And we all strive for that together, encouraging one another as we are all in a race, helping one another, following and not losing sight of Jesus pointing to his word and not to ourselves to correct each other. And our psalm of the day comes from Psalm 37, verse 10 and 11. In just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. Our proverb of the day comes from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 19. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. I'm praying for you from Psalm 145. May the Lord show you he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, that the Lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made. May you know the Lord is near to all who call on him. To all who call on him in truth, that the Lord preserves all who love him. God bless.